I am so thankful to be here. Um, Wes said 45 minutes ago, my name is Beth, and um, me and my husband are members here at Watermark, and I love that there are ministries like Grief Share, um, but I've never come, so anyway, I kind of feel a bit transported back into the hard um that isn't necessarily present right now, but just to empathize with you, it's like, oh, okay, now I'm going to go up and talk and sing a song. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, right before COVID happened, um, my parents who were still in Ohio and I'm from a large family, um, and everybody's in Ohio except for me. Um, and uh, I've lived in Texas, in Dallas, for about 16 years now, which is crazy. But I'm not a Texan. I'm an Ohioan. I'm a Midwesterner. Um, right, right before COVID hit, my dad, um, who had been undergoing treatment for stage 4 cancer for the second time, um, was told after, uh, I think like a recent scan that there really just wasn't anything else that, that could be done. Um, and then the world shut down and then, uh, there, there were multiple road trips from Dallas to my small hometown in Ohio to see dad and to see my siblings and, uh, we went up there and had Easter together, um, and then I came back up uh, right before Dad was put on hospice. So Easter was the last time that I was able to really talk to him, and he he looked different for a while, but it was just this rapid decline that was crazy physically, I mean, in all ways, but the way that he looked was so different. Um, that even now, yeah, I see pictures of him and I'm like, oh, that's not how my dad looks. Um, so we had Easter together and, and got to have some good memories and some really painful, sad memories. And I got to say goodbye to him. I was in therapy at the time, um, which I'm so thankful for. And my therapist really encouraged me to push through and to say to my dad, who he was for me and all of that. So I'm thankful for, for all of that. And then went home to Dallas. And then it was like maybe a couple, two weeks later that hospice came in. And so I went back up and it was a totally different world. It wasn't conversations or making last memories or our daughters climbing up on his lap. There was a hospital bed in my parents' living room and, um, the hospice nurse coming in and, kind of laying out all of the medicines and my siblings and I trying to help mom manage the schedule and all of those things. So, um, I, during that time, I just really, I think the thing that was super pervasive for me was just that I felt like I was, there was white noise going on all of the time. I felt super, super numb and in shock and you know you're trying to help 
help fill up syringes and help mom and okay, who has dinner tonight? And dad's in the room. Um, there's just all of this surreal stuff going on. And so I would, uh, a couple of times a day go for a walk just to get out of the house and to not to listen to something or to go pray (laughs) or, you know, I, I love Jesus. Jesus has had my heart since I was a little girl, but all of this hit and I wasn't like, you know, I just need to go on a walk to spend time with God. I mean, it was just, it was kind of like a shell of a person. Um, and my, the, my parents' house, they live in the country. And so there's this country road that I grew up on. So I just would go for a walk and kind of stare, like staring became an activity for me. And, um, And I just wanted to kind of have a break from how heavy it was, a break from feeling everybody else's feelings and feeling my own and all of that, Um, and just to have some distance from the house um, to just be. And uh, what was crazy was that I had not written songs for years and years and years. So I had done Christian music and then, um, and I'd written a whole lot and I traveled and done all of that. And then kind of at the onset of parenthood, that all shriveled up a little bit because, you know, you're like, you just, you don't, you're using it all up. You're just, you know, not, you're not firing on all cylinders. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot of creativity But then this season of grief and shock and watching others that I love grieve and be in pain and upheaval of schedule and all of that. I mean, it was that word that they used, chaos, that it felt chaotic. Yes. Um, It doesn't feel like a place that, like, creativity would start up again. And I was honestly really mad at God. My, My dad had just retired. And he had been working since he was a teenager and had an abusive home. And he and my mom were high school sweethearts and they were social workers and foster care and adoption and just poured out, poured out. And he finally had retired. And genuinely, the fall that he retired was when he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So I was just mad. Um, And I know that wasn't this week's lesson, but maybe I'll come back for that one because, <laughs> um, that, that was, that was very true. Um, so it wasn't like, I want to go have this spiritual experience and write a song and really do a deep dive on what I believe or where is God in this. It was surprising that on these walks, when I wasn't talking, I wasn't listening to something. I didn't call someone. I didn't want to think anymore. Um, something for me that just kind of rose out and came out was a song, not start to finish, but questions and singing them. And, um, because I walked multiple times a day, I just would kind of at some point usually start singing that again. And, um, and then it kind of grew. And so over the weeks, I, that was just kind of my space to, to, be out in the country and 
sing these questions and they are not answered. Um, when my dad passed away, uh, there was a fallout that I had with one of my siblings that was really, really, really hard. And that was something that it's funny until you go through losing someone, you find out that lots of people have big conflict when people are dying and you think that that's a terrible time to do that, but that happened. And I think with all of the weight during that time and sadness and chaos and it was it it was really strange that parallel to that there was this song being written um while walking and and when my dad passed away his memorial service my mom something that was really on her mind was just that verse of unless um, that Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it, it won't bear any fruit. Um, and my dad's memorial, because of COVID, was in a barn, an open-air barn that had all these bales of hay in it. Anyway, I that was that was very profound to me because I just, my dad knows Jesus and... Um, had staked his life on Jesus and had been met by Jesus in a really powerful way as he was dying and saying goodbye to us. And, um, I didn't see any visible proof of that, that like, okay, unless a grain falls to the ground and dies, it won't produce fruit. I didn't see the proof of that, but my mom, that was on her lips that week, um, in her own grief and shock and all of that. And so that was kind of the last piece of questions to be sung. And um, I added that and finished the song. And then my husband came. Well, he was there for the memorial. And um, I told him I, I wrote a song this month. And uh, would you want to hear it? And played it for him. And he was like, you need to share that with your mom. And so um, I didn't want to because... Uh, I didn't want to watch her be in pain and feel. Um, but I played the song for her and she cried, uh, but also said, thank you for, thank you for singing that and writing that and sharing that with me. And could you record that on a voice memo? And, um, and then I ended up writing more songs it just was a way that I processed and went through, but um, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the Psalms in the Bible are Psalms of lament that don't finish with an answer or don't finish with, but, you know, that they, they are just, they are there by the merit of being authentic and the human experience and turning that towards him, but not having to like dot every I and cross every T. And um, there's a tension that the Bible and that the God of the Bible is comfortable with that I think I had room to grow and I still have room to grow and just being comfortable with and having freedom in. So um, this is a song of lament. And 
um, the first song of, of many and, uh, but it's a song that has a lot of questions. And so it's called how it all matters. Is this on? I don't have a speaker. Okay. Does it all fall through the cracks? Will it all get lost? I am starting to lose track. When did the bad news start? Like the hairs on
Yeah. 